Hey, listen up. Yeah, we here and we locked in. Let's keep it going all the way to the top 10. We fear the turtle, so it's no other option. Fred and Ryan, just watch them. Let's take it to the max. It's the shell and tell. They come with all the facts. It's the shell and tell. Let's take it to the max. It's the shell and tell. They come with all the facts. It's the shell and tell. Ryan, hey, a topic that we haven't talked about tonight, the Terps. Yeah. It's time for some shell and sell. Yeah, let me tell do, you guys. Do you right? guys even have a segment? No. At this point, I think our notes are done. That's a wrap, folks. <laughs> yeah, you might have to hear some of this twice because I thought I was clipping this out and putting it out as a shell and tell, so maybe we'll talk a little go bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bro, speed, speed, speed. We talked yeah. about it already. You know, the Terps went out to the combine and they showed out. Dude. Top speed for a safety, top speed for a tight end, and really didn't stop there. Chig was very good in a lot of the drills, especially receiving, no drop balls, uh, blocking. He had a little bit of issues with the sled, but he's a lot smaller than some of these other tight ends yeah. out here. You kind of expected it. Nick Cross, no issues at all. I thought he had one of the cleanest combines he did. in recent memory. Yeah, I, Nick Cross was a combine warrior. I, like you said, we all thought that he would go there and be a burner, be having the pack, the, the background of track and everything. Yeah. Uh, four three four is exceptional. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be that fast. I would have expected him to be somewhere around that four four mark. Yeah. But four three four is just blazing fast. Uh, and we we talked about it at ends. Nick Cross is just the complete safety in my opinion. There's so much value. I just hope that. <laughs> The other teams don't see that value, and we can sneak in with the Ravens and get them in that third round like we did in our mock draft uh, just because of personal reasons. But Nick has earned uh, the respect that he's getting now with with national news coverage and, and the rankings and him climbing up draft boards, which he's going to be doing. I think he'll be there in the third. Uh, now, if you want to get a little gamey and try to get him in the fourth, that's where you're probably going to end up missing out. Right. Because uh, we have all these fourth-round picks. Maybe they think, oh, we can, we can get him a little bit later. I think that he's going to be a mid to late third round pick. Um, safeties just aren't that flashy. Like right. you just don't see them. How many safeties are after in the first round? Like one every other year. Right. Like it's not. It's not something that happens. Well, and you bring up Chigakonkwo as well. He was another guy that I had pegged in probably about that fifth round and doing some mocks before the combine. That's about where he was going fifth, sixth round as a tight end, uh, because I think the the only. The only issues that you had with Chig is he's a little undersized for a tight end at 6'2". Uh, he doesn't have a ton of tape because, again, he didn't get utilized the way we thought Chig could be utilized until later in his career. Um, but we know what we've seen in the flashes from Chig, right? He's got sure hands. He's athletic as all get out. But the thing that stood out to me was that he led this tight end group at the combine in the 40, running a 4.52. I knew he was quick. I didn't think he would be leading the pack as far as overall 40. No, that one's absolutely shocking. Like yeah. Nick Cross being the fastest safety, I wasn't sure of it, but I top knew it five. Was a chance. I think he'd be top five. <laughs> With the tight end, I did not see it all. James, you want to chime in here? Yeah. I, just, I just want to chime in. Um, we talked about last week. I really don't watch the combine, but after they said what Nick Cross did at the combine, I had to go back and watch it, and it's pretty impressive. And I wouldn't be surprised – if he goes in the in the third round or or uh, back end of the second, Woo. but second makes me sad means we're not hold getting on. them. But <laughs> I, I'm giving hope for you guys. I'm telling you now, if the Ravens select him, I will buy you both 
I did cross jersey. Oh, nice. It's on been me. locked in. All the on me. I and love the it. Ravens select him. Let's go, EDC. I, I was going to say, Lacey DaCosta, yeah. please prepare for Oh, God. Don't be that Twitter guy. I had to yell at somebody earlier today for that. I, Jesus I'm telling, Christ. I'm saying him. <laughs> I'm, not buy, I'm not buying the iron on. I'm going to buy you the least the one that looks stitched oh, on. All right. All right. I love it. Cross. I'm holding you go. to that. I, already got <laughs> this is live TV, I, I my friend. And then I'm going to let you know, if you do that, the two of us are going to run a 40 in it. I got you. I got you. Four, five, eight is where I'm going to be. No, no. Higher. It might be a combination of those numbers. It might just not be in that order. Four, maybe. Do we, do we need a... Uh... Do we need a, a, a water bucket halfway down the 40? No, or you're going to need a pacemaker like, halfway down. Put like a bratwurst at the end of the 40. <laughs> so we just need to tie a harness with a bratwurst yeah, at the end of the team. Is the 40-yard dash being done on Scott's deck? Oh, yeah. How many of those? I can win that one. One stride. All right. So another Terp, another Terp connection that we got to talk about, right? Chance Campbell, no longer with the Terps. Obviously, he transferred out of the program, ended up going to Ole Miss, uh, which there, I mean, he still flourished, playing in the SEC, playing in a much tougher conference. Uh, weren't sure, like, what his role was going to be. But honestly, in my opinion, I don't think he missed a beat going down there, uh, and he stood out in this combine as well. Yeah, Chance, he ran a four-five-seven, which is about average for the linebacker group, but he was top five in his vertical the thing that always stood out with Chance was his IQ. He seemed yep. to be going to the ball before the ball was there all the time. He was he was a very predictive um, middle linebacker. He could shoot the gaps before the gaps even developed. I do think that he is another one. It's he's not Terp anymore, but he's another one that could be a late round developmental. He's not going to play for the Ravens this year, but he could be an absolute stud in the making if you get him in the right system. I don't even think he's developmental because to your point, his football IQ has always been high. I mean, that was one of the th first things when I watched him live that stood out. His instincts and everything. Just he was quick to the ball, quick to read, you know, the quarterback eyes, quick to read the running backs, quick to read the gaps. There was just so much that you liked about Chance, and he made guys around him better by putting them in the right positions, right? That's something that can't be taught. Like that's just something natural that you have. And he has that. And I think that he brings a lot of value and somebody's going to get a steal of him and probably the sixth round. I yeah. think he's, he's going, he's sixth, on maybe all the mock drafts we have, maybe even seventh round. So I, you know, I don't know where he's going to go, but I think whoever gets him is going to benefit because you know, you think Ole Miss is a higher caliber program than Maryland where we sit, sit yeah. today. But I know that if he played for Maryland this last year, that he would be getting more buzz than this. Like the projection of his career through Maryland getting better from stop to stop, year to year. And like, I think that he would be another one in like the fourth, early fifth round because the tape makes sense. There's more name recognition. You know, Chance Campbell at Ole Miss. There's not a lot of tape of Chance Campbell at Ole Miss. There's got to be, you know, yeah. all around. So I just don't think there's the buzz that's going to drive him up the you up bring draft up, boards. You bring up a good point. Actually, I was talking to John Googs, fan of the show, uh, earlier today, and he said the exact same thing. He says he thinks that Chance hurt his draft stock by transferring, that if he would have stayed at Maryland in the same defensive system and using his trajectory as to where he was with this defense, he probably would have been drafted Yeah, because I mean, me and you were seeing him, the possibilities of, like, a few plays Right. two years ago and then the spring game we're like he is as good as we thought he was and then he ended up leading the big 10 in tackles that next year right so with like you go from this guy that's like a spot linebacker to leading the big 10 in tackles and then you're like i'm gonna go learn a whole new defense have my coaches know nothing about me except for dj durkin which is why he went down there um and then 
and just not be utilized the way that this system was. Now, I know we have people developing. We know we have Ruben shooting for that spot, but I truly believe that Ruben would just been playing an outside linebacker position. Chance would still have been rocking that middle linebacker spot, and he'd probably be a fourth or fifth rounder along with our other boys. By the way, I know it's a little late, uh, but our guest uh, is stating that the two of you, if that whole bet comes to fruition, it needs to be a beer shotgun time dash. Or, oh, I definitely won that or, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, that, no, no, no. Chug a beer and then run. Yeah. yeah. So you just even the playing field because I was going to crush Fred in the 40, but he's going to have a four-second head start with this shotgunning that I will be done for. <laughs> You've never seen me run. You have no idea. I might be a little out. You run a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. got to be all five. Short, short burst. I'll call be all five. Let's go play. I'm good for a short burst. <laughs> not the back and forth basketball court. All right. So there's another Terp making buzz around the draft, but this is a Terp that never stepped on the football. Well, he actually did step on the football field, but not for football. Yeah, he stepped on it in spring. <laughs> yeah, right? Jared Barnhart, right? The former lacrosse superstar from Maryland that ended up transferring out of Maryland to go play football elsewhere at a much smaller school, getting a lot of draft buzz. Absolutely. This is, I mean, this is going to be another late one like Campbell, sixth, seventh, or an undrafted free agent. I honestly think he will get drafted. Um, again, Super athlete. It's unbelievable athlete. So this guy was the Twarton Aware Award winner, was the best lacrosse player in the country when he was here as a senior. He played four years for the Terps, was dominant all four years, absolute beast. Then he decides to use his fifth-year eligibility due to COVID at, for football. Now, he could have came over, and he probably could have played a lot of positions for the Terps. He could have probably stayed at the same spot, played a linebacker, played a wide receiver, played some kind of role, but he knew he wasn't taken to his job. Right. So he decided to go back to what he did. He was a triple option quarterback in high school, wanted to play qu quarterback. So he went to Division II Ferris State, leads them to a 14-0 Division II national title with dominance, absolute dominance, 1,273 rushing yards on 145 carries. That's almost nine yards a carry. That's insane. For That's a quarterback. Insane. Yeah, 23 touchdowns, like you said, 14-0, and 0, get the national title. I mean, this this guy, I, he's just, again, he is the epitome of what you label an athlete, athlete right? High-motor athlete. Can do it all. Whatever you want to do. This guy will beat you in basketball, too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, he, he, And it comes from his family, too. It does. So his, his dad was a, um, a longtime coach. Um, he was with uh, Penn State, State Penn up there in Pennsylvania, um, <laughs> and the Houston Oilers as a uh, – what is, was it, a special assistant to the yeah. head coach or something? Yeah. Um, he was in high school. He was an absolute dominant option. Again, he ran the triple option. Uh, he was the or Orlando Sentinel Male Athlete of the Year. Um, so this is not a flash in the pan. He could have went and played college football. He just decided to give it up and play lacrosse for four years and apparently didn't need to train for four years in order to dominate the football landscape. Right. So a lot of people compare It's an intriguing this. name. A lot of people think that Patriots, you know, you yeah. know, the, like a you, Julian Edelman you, type piece. Well, I mean, you got uh, Chris Hogan was Laura never Hogan. played, yeah. never played the football. He was a Penn state lacrosse guy. That's right. Um, That's what I was thinking. Of. Uh, the, the Bill Belichick is a huge lacrosse fan. He is from the state of Maryland. I'm sure he knows well about this guy. Oh yeah. Um, so the, 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 a lot of people think this would be a Patriots late round pick and he could movie. be the next guy. What's that? Or a Disney movie. <laughs> or a Disney movie. That could be. Hey, Chris Hogan was a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's talk a little bit about some basketball. We'll start with the ladies, right? So wow. uh, Lady Terp secured a double bye in the Big Ten tournament, but 
ended up losing in the first round in a heartbreaker. Man, they just couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, you know, the, it, it seemed like they were force feeding the ball to Diamond Miller, and she just wasn't having a great night. Even Reese wasn't playing well. They were shooting below forty percent the entire night. They were below thirty percent, I think, at halftime. Uh, it, it was disappointing to see them lose like that. You know, but. It's again, it's a team that's still a great all around team, going to be, you know, make a decent run or a good run, I think, in the NCAA. Yeah, tournament. this is, it was like a carbon copy of the NCAA tournament last year, where like they were the highest scoring team in the nation. They were blowing Shit people out, 109 points a game and all this crazy stuff. And then they could not score. And yep. when, when you're a team that's just built to outrun people and outscore people and you're, Balls aren't dropping, just doesn't work for you. They ended up beating Indiana in the last game of the regular season in order to secure the double round bye, which put them right back against Indiana. Um, and Indiana reversed course on them and just dominated in that Big Ten. Uh, and so they, they're already knocked out. You know, all is not lost for them. They're still a great team. They're still locked into the NCAA tournament. There's no chance they're being left out. Probably be a three or four okay. seed. Um, and with the with the late the the ladies bracket, the first two rounds are played at the higher seeded um, Terps, so they'll have at least one, maybe two games, if that's where they at where home. they end up at it. But playing at home before you they go into the tournament locations. Nice. Well, wish you well and wish you luck to the Lady Terps in their run for a national championship. We'll see. I mean, I know it cut short in the Big Ten tournament, but they got bigger goals. Yeah. Strange enough, the men's basketball kind of mirrors it. Uh, the women yeah. having the loss in the season finale and the or the win in the season finale and the loss in the Big Ten tournament, we end up getting dominated by Michigan State at the on our last regular season game um ended up still securing a first round bye by a bunch of tiebreakers basically over penn state that ended up saving us giving us a first round bye our matchup will be this thursday against michigan state again yeah <laughs> this is very similar hopefully we can pull off what the ladies did and reverse the reverse the course here and uh, get a win against michigan state but really disappointing season even if we lose you know it is what it is where you, you get, work get to some finality of this could to see what we're actually waiting on to see what our future holds with this coaching search. Yeah. I listen, I don't have very high expectations for the team going into this tournament just because of the way that the, the season has unfolded and it's no fault to the players at all. Uh, they've made a lot, a, a lot of strides late in the season. I think Danny Manning has had them very well prepared and, and put together uh, a solid run to close out the year. Fat seems to be playing more aggressive basketball. So listen, if, if he can go out there and, and just take over the team offensively like he has when he's been super aggressive. I think that benefits his team. And all they got to do is play hot for one game, beat Michigan State, and move on to the next yeah, round. We'll they, haven't, they haven't lived up to the Maryland standard. I mean, in order to keep the 28-year streak alive of a winning season, they have to make it to the Big Ten final. And honestly, to make the NCAA tournament, you have to win it. You're not getting in. Even if you made the final and lose, you're most likely not getting in because your season's been that bad. So you really are are impossibly an at-large bid. You can only win out. I mean, there's still hope till the last chip's down because that's how it works with an automatic bid. But it's really looking kind of bleak, and we got to move on to the future. Well, good news is when the season ends, the coaching news will surely follow pretty quickly, whether they're going to keep 
Danny Manning in the fold or if they're going to bring somebody in from the outside. Uh, we've all heard the rumblings about certain names. Willard you know? Enfield. Yeah, we've also heard the rumbling about Patino. He, he squashed that himself uh, on his own social media, but we've also heard people say, don't believe everything you hear. So we'll see what happens at the and, end and of the Willard day. And Willard is a Patino tr coaching tree guy, so you know, maybe it was just all kind of in a mix. Right. Well, we talked about lacrosse with Jared Byronhart, so we, we got to talk about the team because they're still playing hot. Number one team in the country defeated yet another top 10 opponent going to South Bend and defeating Notre Dame 11 to 9. Little low scoring for the Terps, but getting it done against the best of the yeah, best. Yeah, kind of showing that you can win it both ways. I mean, we've been we dropped 20 multiple times this year just burning people out of the out of the building. So, to be able to win a game 11 to 9 is huge. They're still 5 and 0. Oh. I uh, got one more game this Saturday against uh, the 12th against Albany. Of course, no one on Maryland's schedule is worth overlooking because they play nope. the best lacrosse schools in the country. They don't dodge anybody. So, Albany does have some very good lacrosse players. But you're, it's a trap game. It's an right. absolute trap game because the next game would be the national championship rematch, the current one versus two of Virginia and Maryland on a neutral field at Audi Field in D.C. If there's anything that I'm going to be in Vegas and wishing that I wasn't in Vegas, it was this one thing. This is a game that I would love to see in person. Best of the best going up against each other. Number one versus number two on March 19th. That's going to be a hell of a game. Well, and I you think, be back? I, yeah, I got a really good news for you because we get home about 3 a.m. before this so and oh, I, now shit. Don't, I now don't work Sunday so if you really want to slow this move down a little bit we can start moving all right go check out the game and come on back. hey I'm with it for some reason in my head that this was this worked in the last day of the trip so I wasn't gonna be able to make it but well, yeah we arrive at home on the 19th at 1 a.m. oh well we might be making a trip down to D.C. on literal to no sleep <laughs>